This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today it's going to be a special, special episode because I have an Olympian gold medal winner, Cullen Jones. Now, I know you guys thought I was the fastest swimmer out there because you see me in the pool all the time just getting busy, but I will gladly give up my title and say Cullen can beat me by far, right? He's proven it. We've seen him in the Olympics. Cullen, (laughs) welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Kellen, I'm good. I'm good. And I, I, we were talking a few minutes ago. It's very funny. Our names are very close. <laughs> I'm doing well. Yeah, yeah. You know, I always said I have a twin somewhere around the world. Yeah. So if not for me being seven feet tall and you only being six five, I oh, was. Yeah. We were That's identical. It. And the hair, and, the, and you have the luxurious hair. I, I don't have that. You know, you got the good genes. <laughs> <laughs> This is a rebellion to say I'm an entrepreneur and I do what I like to do. I like. <laughs> now, you know, I really wanted you to come on and I know you're talking about the importance of swimming, whatnot. And I want we're going to talk about all of that. But we're also going to talk about which I know you have talked about in the past about why, you know, African-Americans and many people who maybe can't afford swimming lessons, why it's important for them to swim. So if we can get on to it and just, you know, give your introduction and let's give the game on swimming. Absolutely. Um, You know, (laughs) I had humble beginnings at the age of five of almost drowning. And I I think my story is just uh, the true uh, testament of what can possibly happen with a dedicated group of parents or parents um, pushing you to to not go with the stereotype that we hear in, in the black community so often that this is something we don't do. Uh, my mom didn't know how to swim. She said, no, nah, this isn't going to happen. You're going to learn to swim. And then 20 years later, I become an Olympian. And uh, right after that, a friend of mine said, do you know what you just did for this sport in general? And I had no idea what he meant by it. And then USA Swimming Foundation and Phillips 66 approached me with uh, the drowning statistics. And at that time, 70% of African-Americans didn't know how to swim. And so I started thinking about my family members, my friends that used to look at me crazy because I swam and didn't play football and basketball. Um, but then after I brought back the gold medal, it was like, oh, wait, yeah, how's, how's swimming going, Colin? Eh, yeah, it changed everything when you bring home a gold medal. But those were the people that I started realizing they weren't safe around water. They didn't feel comfortable around water. And they were the quickest people to go on vacation and then be around water. So I knew this is my way of giving back to my sport, giving back to my people, my group, um, by working with the Make a Splash Initiative. Now, um, this year is a little bit different. We don't want to be tone deaf to what's going on right now. COVID-19 has hit everybody. But um, we're starting to see those, those numbers creeping up again. We had a, we've been working 12 years. We've seen the numbers kind of dip. And then COVID hits, everyone's home. Swim lessons have been coming to a halt because everything has been closed down. And we're starting to see those numbers come up. But the CDC says that COVID cannot trans- be transmitted on top of chlorinated water. So I'm here with you, Kellen, to tell the world that you still need to get your kids safe around water. Season, I mean, getting water lessons is 
all year round thing. Saving lives is always in season. We want to keep these swim lessons going and we want people to understand the importance still of learning how to swim. And we know the, you know, racial segregation and, you know, black folks couldn't always have access to a pool, but there were, you know, at least in my family in Oakland, California, uh, my mother would talk about you couldn't graduate high school unless you knew how to swim. Right. Um, but, you know, you coming home with a gold versus Tiger coming with a green jacket. The only difference to the majority of people, especially black people who see themselves in you, is how much money did he make? So can you talk about the business of swimming? Because what we know about Olympians, you know, with our limited knowledge is, okay, you practice your whole life to get the gold. And then where does the money come from? Because it's surely not from the Olympics. Absolutely. I mean, it, it does come from the Olympics, actually. I mean, we have a great NGB, the national governing body that that supports us. And um, the other part of USA Swimming Foundation is building champions. Um, so that is a very big piece towards helping their national team. So one side of the philanthropic arm is, is saving lives and the other side is building champions because we do understand that it's very expensive to try to continue the swimming after, you know, the age of 18 where your parents aren't supporting or even in college when you're trying to become a professional. So um, when it comes to my story, um, I got signed with Nike right after college, um, two years before the Olympics. Um, it works like any other contract deals. It ain't the same numbers as LeBron, but you know, it works the same way you get sponsorships and, um, and you're right. You're so right. Because when I go and, and I, and I speak to kids and like I said, I've been doing this for 12 years now. Um, the first thing they say is, but are you rich? I'm like, okay, listen. And, and at first I got really upset because I was like, why, why? I'm trying to tell you a life-saving skill. I'm trying to get you involved in this sport. And then I started realizing what really was at being asked. Can I make enough money to get out of where I am right now? Is this some, a tool for me to, to transcend where I am? Um, I grew up in the inner city. I grew up in the hood. I know what that means. Um, for me, swimming was just a sport that I loved. It was something that I no pun intended, fell into and almost drowned, but <laughs> fell into and then made it something that I that I loved. Um, but for so many kids, you know, they they look at the rap game, they look at sports, they, they want to find their niche, their route. And so I had to change my my messaging a little bit when it came to them, because I needed them to understand that I've traveled the world. My mom has traveled the world. I, I've gotten her a car. I, I've, I've been able to do all of these different things through swimming. Um, and it's, it shouldn't be necessarily the goal is necessarily just, just to have to be here because the, the point of swimming is a life skill. It is you learn to walk, you learn to talk, you learn to eat, you learn to swim. And I think that, that we need to change that perception, especially in the, in the minority community. But I understood why that kid or those kids, because it happens all the time, ask that question because they're looking for how to be successful. And um, I, I'm here to tell you that you can do that through swimming. So you have endorsement deals just like any other sport. The only difference is that you are a classic man, as uh, Jadea would say. Oh, I like that. Thank you. And, and you don't have, you know, the big, you haven't OG'd on gold and haven't shown, you know, I'm in a Rolls Royce, which I'm sure if Rolls Royce wanted to sponsor you, you would take the sponsorship, but it's nothing that you need to spend your hard-earned money. Is that correct? 
Absolutely. And Kellen, I've done some really cool things. I got hugged by Oprah. I don't need no gold. I got hugged by Oprah uh, <laughs> after the gold medal. Um, I, I've had amazing experiences. Um, there's there's definitely, I mean, if that's the route that you choose to go, I mean, of course you can get, there's swimmers in Italy that are sponsored Ferrari. So, I mean, there, there's there's a whole list of things you can possibly do when you're successful. I mean, you you it's not an amateur sport anymore. In 2008, there was 98% of the team was actually uh, professional swimmers. When you look at ni- the 1999 or 1996 team in Atlanta, only 2% were, were actually pro swimmers. So you see the change in that, but basically at 12 years, there's been a huge change in professionalism in, in swimming and also changed the median of the age. We used to see swimmers stop swimming right after college, 22 years old. Now you have swimmers. I retired at 36 uh, or 35. So you're seeing people stay in the sport longer. You're seeing the longevity. You're seeing people be, pro- be a professional in swimming longer. No, that's, that's awesome. And, you know, he retired and then, you know, he got married, he had a child. What uh, <laughs> um, can you talk about, you know, life after swimming and are you going to have a book are you going to have courses on swimming or how to persevere even though you might not be in the coolest sport but you're the best in it growing up is there anything else that you plan on doing you know as far as giving to the people absolutely um working with usc swimming and 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 philip 66 with make a splash is um it's been my life's work um, outside of trying to touch the wall first in in swimming um so i'm going to continue that i'm working with different ambassadors with the usa swimming foundation and i think that that's my way of of continuing to give back um is there a book i've started writing a couple of chapters i'm an english major so but i haven't you know pushed it too far i think the biggest news is that was just uh, released is that i started working with speedo again as a philanthropic sales manager so through that, I am trying to find ways to give back as well. Um, I'm huge into philanthropy and for Speedo to understand that and to try to weave me into um, the brand, I think not only is genius by our president, Jim uh, Gerson, but also um, it's an amazing move to see them want to give back in, in such a big way. So I'm, I'm in charge of that. That's my way of giving back. Um, and the other way is to show you that my kid at 15 months, is getting swim lessons. I'm going to practice what I preach. I'm telling everybody for 12 years, you got to get your kids into swimming. You got to get your kids. My son is in swim lessons at 15 months. He started at six months. So I practice what I preach. And every single time that I'm able to, to say something in, in media, I tell them, I know I'm a parent now. I know COVID is happening right now, but there are positive ways to have swim lessons. People are doing it. They're, they're, um, following the mandates, having glass shields. I had a swim lesson teacher come in with gloves in the water. And we already know the CDC says that it can't be transmitted on top of water. So people are going over and and above to try to make sure that these swim lessons are safe. So I'm practicing what I'm preaching, Kellen. I want people to understand the importance of getting your kids and adults to learn how to swim. Now, with your 15-year-month-old being able to do that, you know, we see many of those type of YouTube videos. Do you have a YouTube channel or a TikTok people can follow you and see, you know, what you're doing? So I will be honest. I have not jumped on TikTok yet. Uh, Actually, I jumped in, jumped out. Um, I'm waiting for him to start dancing so that we can do it together. Um, But yes, I'm going to get on TikTok soon. 
um, YouTube channel. I do not have a YouTube channel yet, um, but everything I have is Instagram, Snap, all of all of the above, Twitter, Facebook. I mean, damn, that made me sound really old. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to get a TikTok. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'll get a TikTok. <laughs> Well, you know, and you have a team, so you don't have to do everything, and, and, and that's that's a beautiful thing. Wouldn't it be cool if you had a book and it was like a waterproof book, or you could only see it if you got the book wet, you know, and the, the, the ink appeared that just came out. Now you've you talked. You weren't kidding about being an entrepreneur. I just saw I saw the the it clicking for you right there. You have to read it underwater. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like like a dolphin. And, you know, we got the mask, the snorkel mask, and, you yeah. know, you're going to make them, you know, work. <laughs> what about, and you've talked about it throughout, you know, this um, short interview, but what is your community give back? Maybe this is it, but maybe you have something that you are doing that you haven't spoke about or that you want to do in the future. Oh, you know, I think one of the biggest things, again, in my position with Speedo is, is, is trying to, to figure out all of those different avenues. Um, I think social entrepreneurship is something that a lot of people are interested in. Um, I think through the brand of Speedo, I'm working with them on that. Personally, um, this, is, this is what I do. Um, I travel the world, I, I travel nationwide for uh, this initiative, for this work. And once those things open up, we will start the tour again um, God willing. And, and I'll be able to go out with, you know, the medals and get excited with other ambassadors about teaching children to learn how to swim and the importance of learning how to swim. Um, we're seeing these numbers creep up and Kellen, I got to tell you, it, it frightens me that we're going to go back to what we did before, especially for the black community as a black man, um, trying to break the stereotype that we don't swim, we don't do this. And so being closed off, people feeling like they can't be around water. They're not going to be around water. Um, they're not getting the swim lessons. And then on another level, lifeguards aren't being taught. So we have all of these parents that believe that, oh, well, the lifeguard will watch my child when I go swim or when he, he or she goes swim. No, 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 no. They, they, we, don't, we might be not have enough lifeguards for that because we're not training them. Um, so I, I'm starting to see other paths where there are issues. And so Again, I thank you for having me on because this is giving me another platform to try to get people to understand, policymakers, um, parents, guardians, to understand that we can't slip back. We've seen the numbers drop from 70% in the African-American uh, African community in 19, uh, I'm sorry, 2009. And now here we are in 2016, when they did the study again, we're at 64%. And now when we just looked this past month, it's starting to creep up again. So um, right now, my focus, um, although you're inspiring me to make a water waterproof book, <laughs> it's really to focus on trying to get these numbers back down. Now, you know, us not being so excited about swimming, it's all about exposure. You know, the Olympics only happens, you know, every four years. Um, where can you see black folks swimming if you don't have your own pool or a community pool? Uh, what about, you know, would you ever, and we talked about YouTube, but would you ever do, or have you been offered maybe to do a reality TV show, you know, talking about swimming? And of course they wanna, you know, urban it up, but has that ever come across your table? You know, it's been something that um, it hasn't been specifically swimming that I've been asked to be on reality te television for, um, but it is a great idea to do so. Um, I know that after the George Floyd, um, I struggle with the word, 
um, what happened to George Floyd. Um, I know that all of the black swimmers got together. We started a coalition called Black Leaders of Aquatics Coalition. And um, we are now thinking about how we want to be represented. And graciously, USA Swimming, as we spoke with them, they have you know brought us right in and are really talking to a lot of the issues that we're seeing within the sport, um, wanting to be more inclusive, wanting to make sure that that child that keeps coming up and asking us, you know, well, are you rich? We want to show them the path. We want to explain to them how to do it. Now, if that's YouTube, if that's the way to do it, then I think it's a great idea. Um, but we're sitting around the table. We're sitting around the table the way we never had, we've never had in the past. So um, I think that that's another big step towards doing something where we are showing this young generation that swimming is cooler, even though you said it wasn't cool, cooler than what most people think as little briefs. I'm sorry, Speedos. <laughs> well, well I, th- I think swimming is, is cool. And so, you know, I meant, you know, for the masses, when you see LeBron shooting a basketball and you can take the ball, go to the court versus where am I going to find a pool um, yeah. or, you know, again, how do I secure the bag doing that? Because, you know, everybody wants to at least have a little money so they're not, you know, struggling. So that's the beauty of this uh, initiative and this partnership with USA Swimming Foundation and Phillips 66. You can go to usaswimming.org backslash saving lives and you can find pools and swim lessons near you. The partnership, thanks to Phillips 66, um, they've de- donated so much money that now there is no reason why children shouldn't learn how to swim because they are at low cost and no cost. And we have um, local partners all over the U.S. We're in every state now. Um, so just by going to usaswimming.org backslash saving lives, you can find a pool near you. And there's no reason. Go find the pool, learn to swim. Um, because so many people, unfortunately, believe that. uh this is just a, a, a May thing. Oh, it's the summer. Summer's coming. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I have so much. I'm a parent now. So I get so much of my friends. They come by and they're like, Colin, Colin, Colin. Oh, no, I got to get my kid in the swim lessons because it's the summer. No, it, you're too late. This is the time to do it, Colin. You need to be getting in water right now because it's going to your child needs to learn, needs time to learn what's going on. You don't go to the Olympics and just go, oh, no, I forgot the Olympics. Let's go. No. You have to learn, you have to train, and then you go to the Olympics. You don't take a math test just the day of. You you learn, then you take the math test. So it's the same way with swimming. So all those parents out there that are hearing me, May's too late. You got to go right now. (laughs) Now, I grew up swimming. My my kids swim. What was it that the driving factor and final question what was the driving factor? What about swimming kept you going? Was it the health benefits? Was it just, you know, I'm out the house? What was it that kept you going all the way to the Olympics and beyond? You know, honestly, uh, that's a great question. I, like I said, I almost drowned at five. My mom was, I, it, it took me five different teachers until I felt comfortable. So when I'm teaching a new child or, or an adult about swimming, Kellen, I've heard every reason as to why I can't put my face in the water. I can't do this. I can't do that. I've heard it all. Okay. I almost drowned myself. So when I try to teach, I try to understand where they're coming from. And I think that in what I didn't realize, because I started doing this when I was 15, that as I was teaching them, it was enriching me to want to continue to swim. It made me feel 
like this is what I wanted to do. I love this sport. It made me fall in love with the sport, even though I was getting my butt kicked in, in practices. Um, it just rejuvenated me every time in my later years. When I was younger, um, I was real competitive. <laughs> my dad used to play hot hands with me all the time, and then he would never let me win. So he built that in me like real young. So whenever I saw somebody, I was like, Ooh, I'm going to beat you. And so I think a lot of athletes, we, I mean, in all sports, we always think about, you know, you know, if you're in basketball, you're bouncing the ball and your, your mind's on LeBron right now. You know, and for swimming, it was, you know, you're swimming and you're thinking of Michael Phelps. And so for me, I was always just trying to beat the guy that was next to me in the race. It didn't matter until it was a, a, a rainy day in 2006. And I learned, looked to my right and I was actually racing Michael. So um, I, I take the piece of the pie slowly and worked my way up. So I, I think that when I talk to athletes, to your, your, your great question, what kept me going was staying focused on my goals, focused on what I wanted to do. Um, rather than looking at the big pie, um, I just knew I wanted to beat the person next to me. No, that is awesome. And I know I said that was the final question, but this is hey, a really, really final question <laughs> um, for, for time's sake only, people. Uh, Colin has to, you know, he got many of things to do, many of people to talk to. But how has being married and, you know, having a child increased your, you know, your, your game, the, your tenacity, your drive to, to want more? How has that taken you to the next level? Um, you know, my, my wife has always been extremely supportive of me, which has always been helpful. Um, it takes a special, special type of lady to, to be able to know that I'm going to have to travel the world or, or, you know, take a Zoom call when the baby's screaming. And, and so it, it, it's, it, she, it, I couldn't do it without her. She's a very special woman and she, she always props me up whenever I need, you know, support or in, in anything and vice versa. But um, she only pushes me further when, when this, this job for Speedo came up, you know, her first thing was, uh, yeah, why not? Because it makes you happy to be in your sport. It makes you happy and it only strengthens your brand. She has a very entrepreneurial mindset as well. And she's just like, your brand as a swimmer, your brand it, within Speedo, it just makes you a, a it, it makes you a whole rounded person because you do make a splash. You work under Speedo with philanthropy. This is just the next step of that. So I have an, I have an extremely supportive wife. And then um, the home life that set me up to, to really fire me up every single time, Kellen, I pick up Avon, my son, fired up. It's I get up. I know why I'm getting up. I have a reason to get up. Um, that boy will know no pain. I will take that pain so that he um, is successful in any way and anything he wants to do. Because I always everyone's like, oh, does you want to be a swimmer at age at six months, six months, uh, actually five months. Let's say five months. It didn't matter when he was crying. The only thing to calm this kid down was hearing running water. The boy's got the bug. He loves the water. He wants to be around the water. It's my job to make sure that he's safe around the water. But anything that he needs, um, yeah, I'm fired up every time I see him. So the home life is is nothing but firing on all cylinders to try to, to promote and push. And um, I feel more supported now than ever. Well, you guys have gotten the game. You've heard Colin say why you need to learn swimming, why he fell in love with swimming, why his Baby seems like it will be a water baby, water boy to water man. That could be a comic book, right? <laughs> waterproof comic book, of course. <laughs> a waterproof comic book. Colin, I thank you for coming on. 
Thank you for having me, Kellen. This has been awesome. And great questions, honestly. I mean, it, it, they were fresh. They were different. You came at me from a different... You gave me an idea, man. We, I'm going to have to hit you up again about this uh, this comic book. We're going to have to talk about this. I mean, I'll be right here talking during COVID <laughs> times, right here in the safety. Just- Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.